Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, my name is Denise Eckert, and I love coming on here to share different techniques and tips to lower the stress in your life because living in stress is just not good for us. And today I have Catherine Gray, and what she does is she helps organizations, teams, and leaders to massively improve their results and retain their top talent. She works with them to ensure long-lasting change happens with complete clarity and accountability levels. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, what inspired you to do this type of work? Oh, that's a great question. So I found coaching into, didn't know what it was before then. But before that, I basically, well, two major things had happened. One is that I had ME, so kind of a limiting long-term illness that I didn't know when it was going to end. And when I did get better from that, I then went from job to job with just loads of bad managers that, you know, I was very self-aware and trying to do work on myself and check it wasn't me, but it was becoming apparent that I was just being led badly and potentially a bit misunderstood at work. And I think I kind of flitted between doing jobs because I had a passion for something and then the environment that I was in or the leaders that I was around were causing me to have burnout or a bit of a breakdown. Then to doing things that I know I was hugely skilled in, but I found a bit boring because it was too easy because I was just really good at it. It wasn't a challenge. (laughs) And so I think I was trying to find a way of like, how do I use all of that? together and use my strengths but also serve other people because I always knew I wanted to be in some kind of scenario where I'm actually working with people and seeing their growth as the main outcome so I did I did a few kind of going around the houses of should I be a therapist should I be a all kinds of things I tried but coaching as soon as I'd read that description and knew that I it was a joint responsibility and that we could see people grow, but I wouldn't go home and not sleep because I'd be worrying about whether they were okay or whether I'd done a good enough job. I mean, to be honest, that does still happen a little bit because obviously I actually really care about people. But it's not like, I knew that if I went down the counselling route, I would literally be lying awake wondering whether I'd missed something or done something really badly. Whereas it's just, it's a different setup when you're coaching someone and you trust that the person has got the wisdom and expertise to kind of sort themselves out. And that's the thing, too. Like when we do take on a job or work corporate, I mean, how many hours do we spend there? A lot. And it's Mm -hmm. most of our lives. And if we are working for someone who's constantly stressing us out or not using us for the strengths that we possess, it's very frustrating. And it very easily leads to burnout, which leads to sickness, which leads to disaster in our lives. Now, what kind of steps do you take with people to find what kind of strengths that they have? Mm. So I am accredited in taking people through an assessment called Clifton Strengths. I don't know if you've heard of 
it but yeah so it's hosted by Gallup who are a big organization that do loads of research into what makes a healthy workplace what helps an employee what makes great managers like all the stuff that kind of I've been searching for anyway and you do this 40 minute assessment and it gives you a list of your innate talents in order of these are the ones you wake up and you're just doing you don't even know but you're amazing at them then I take people through this kind of coaching process basically to figure out where it then switches on your list to ones that you can choose to turn on and off and then when it changes again to ones that we call non-patterns and that's basically what we would usually refer to as weaknesses and I did it for myself completely unrelated to my kind of the way that my career was going and I did a lot of assessments and personality quizzes and like literally everything when I was kind of coming out of ME and wondering how to describe myself to people when I basically hadn't got any experience of anything and most of the assessments really didn't understand they didn't give me the language to describe what I was good at or they kind of felt like they partially understood me or I felt like they'd kind of they give you a letter or a color or something and then it's just like good luck off you go <laughs> you're just kind of pigeonholed whereas I did the Clifton Strengths thing with no kind of attachment as to whether it was going to do anything for me and read it and was like oh my gosh this knows me like how does it know me but it also is focused on kind of empowering you to know where your energy is and how to get exponential growth and more joy in your life because of now knowing those strengths that you have and how you use them. So just the the positive focus on it all as well just really hooked me in because I saw so many other people do other assessments and they're just kind of wandering around the office and, every, and thinking, well, everyone says that I'm this colour of person and then that colour of person and now I'm just, that's just really sad. <laughs> so yeah, this is just, it's quite uplifting, but also gives you somewhere to go with it, which I just found really great. Yeah, I did the Clifton assessment, I don't know, years ago. I'm almost tempted now to do it again. Mm. And it is pretty intense. I mean, it's 40 minutes, as you said. Now, did you take that once you figured out where your strengths lied? Did you take that out into the workforce? So at that point, gosh, I'm trying to think what job I had when I did that for myself. I think I was trying to get out of a certain workplace or I was waiting to have a family and I kind of knew that I'd be out of the workforce for a bit so I think I was just on my own kind of self-development journey because I love learning anyway um and it wasn't until I had kids and kind of came up with all these business ideas and realized I wasn't going to be a stay-at-home mum as I thought I might have been it had actually just given me this funny time period to come up with loads more ideas <laughs> that I realized actually it is amazing knowing your strengths for your own benefit but when you get to do it with all the people around you whether that's kind of a group where you live or in some kind of community or in your team at work there's just a whole nother level to unpick then because actually you do start seeing things in other people that you can affirm in them and know how you best collaborate with people or you suddenly it's quite actually quite releasing because you suddenly you look at this bit on the bottom where you go oh I can't really do those things and you suddenly realise there's people around you that really can do them really amazingly. So it's just, yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> now, have you ever gone into an organisation or a company and went, wow, this is just a mess. I just picture you, here's the round and square and triangular holes, and it's the wrong people in each little bucket and just mm-hmm. rearranging everybody. So that's what my brain does really naturally. <laughs> like I 
I had an interim job when I was training to coach and I was starting to realize a lot of these things about myself. And I literally, every time I walked in the building, I just, I couldn't help it. It was like, I was just mapping it almost visually sometimes. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, we've got all the right people. Well, you know, like maybe 80% of the right people. (laughs) They're all in the wrong roles. Like, can I just, I just want to move you there and you here. And like, let's not have a hierarchy like this. Let's like do some other kind of (laughs) thing. And yeah, I can get very excited about doing stuff like that. In that in that capacity, it wasn't required of me or requested of me. So I didn't kind of let it out in that place. But I have since one of the first companies that I went into, they brought me into one of the board meetings to quiz me about what it actually was because the CEO wanted it, but she had to run it past everyone else. And yeah, they got very excited and were actually like, almost went the other extreme and we're like oh my gosh can we actually like build the ideal dream team just like knowing where our gaps are and what we need to plug in and I was just like well yeah it kind of you're not going to get super scientific and suddenly like <laughs> be treating everyone like robots and it's just this puzzle there and that bit this but it it actually really does give you a window into it's working brilliantly and what needs a bit of a rejig and I've said to people in sales recruitment before as well actually if you've got this one company that needs someone and they've got a pretty good idea of what that spec is or what that person needs to show up like and you've got 50 CVs on your desk and they basically all have the same experience how are you ever going to know whether they're the right fit for that company because it's so much more than just the skill set so even doing using Clifton Strengths in that um, scenario can be quite eye-opening. And that's the thing, like a lot of my listeners are small businesses and, you know, hiring the right person for the roles that we have. Mm. Because I know for myself, my strengths are not accounting, my strengths, a little social media, but not design. And, you know, so it's finding that person that fits that role where they do have those strengths. Mm. And so as a small entrepreneur, what recommendations can you give? So that mm. people are happy in their job. There's nothing worse than yeah. having someone miserable in their job. And then that shows. I mean, their work is not to par. And they're coming late. They don't show up. They just, their heart's not into it. And it's really important for small businesses to find someone that you are using their strengths. You are creating that challenge. You're they're in love what they do. So what recommendations can you give? Mm. So... I always use strengths as a basis because there's actually a lot of research behind working to your strengths and being able to use them actually creates that opportunity for growth, which is hopefully going to help people to stick around because they're going to see the trajectory and see the investment in them. But also using those strengths should build energy. So there's if for something to be a true strength on that assessment, it needs to show up for you as being easy, effective, enjoyable, energizing, and happening in all environments. And so it's then it's quite easy to kind of pick other things off the list of like, oh, that doesn't do that for me. So that actually isn't in my top strengths. And so I think there is something about finding out how to energize people. And then that, of course, stops all the burnout or the people procrastinating because actually you've just given them a really draining task that they just are never going to do <laughs> as fast as anyone else or as good as anyone else. So that's one part of it. But I'm also the first to say, you know, I might go on about strengths all day long, but it's only part of the picture. Like you do definitely need a match on people's values and passions and whether they understand the purpose of what they're doing 
directly linking to the purpose of your company. Like we so often miss that step, I think, of like, oh, here's our vision and values and our mission. Are you on board with that? And they go, yeah. But then what you give them to do day to day, they might not be able to match that up at all. So I think just finding out as much as you can about that person and what's going to make them thrive. And I think then my coaching hat always comes back in. And when I was learning to coach, I always asked the person teaching me questions because I was just, I well, I really like making sure that I'm on the right track. That used to be what all my school reports used to say. I realised I still do it with me. So I'm always the one going, Are we, am I? <laughs> what am I going to be doing next? Is this, what do you do in this situation? But whenever I had a question about my coaching or the how to best serve the person in front of me, the response I got was always ask them. And so I think that's the other thing that I always come back to is we make so many assumptions about what people are going to do or what they need or what they want. And actually that might have been true an hour ago or a year ago, but it might not be true anymore. So to actually just ask people what they need and what their answer to, to a load of things that you're trying to figure out are, that can uh, be a game changer. So simple. I <laughs> just ask them. Now you mentioned also accountability. How do you work in the accountability there? Mm, I think it's so funny because I think in certain circles, it's a really overused word. And in other ones, like it's just a forgotten thing. And I know a lot of the people that I'm around, they know it's worth and that it's needed. But at the same time, you completely underestimate how much difference it makes. <laughs> And so I just make sure that I go on about it all the time. And again, like I've just said, I don't assume how that accountability needs to show up for someone. So yes, I know some good tools and tips on making sure accountability is kind of embedded in any area of your life. But there's no way I'm going to assume that that works for every person that I come across. I'm more likely to assume it works for like only one person I come across. And then I start inquiring of people what actually helps you move towards where you're trying to go and what keeps you on track and what measures do you need and what rewards do you need and what what level of accountability do you need does it need to be with me or does it need to be with someone else you know like assume nothing and but make sure you're asking the questions and then do what they have suggested but again don't then just think that you've got it I'm always rechecking in with people. Is this working now or do we need to tweak it? Or does someone else need to come in and it be a bit different? And yeah, just kind of keep reevaluating and not letting it slide, I guess. And for me, that is interlinked. So I, it's quite funny. I don't know how many coaches you come across, but coaches seem to be the people with the most coaches. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I used to think that I couldn't come up with a topic to be coached on every week if I was going to see someone that often, which you don't have to, but it's just an example. And I thought, I can't possibly think of a topic that often. There can't be that many things to fix or think through. And then it turns out that I, if I do go into a phase of having weekly coaching, I've actually got a list of about five things every time. And half of it is me saying to them, can you ask me that next time? Or can you help me think through who is going to help me in this scenario because however much I want to run after something and however driven and passionate I am about it life happens around <laughs> always some anom anomaly or some surprise thing or and 
it just gets lost or reduced. So it's, yeah, knowing just it's almost self-awareness again, I think, of actually knowing what helps you and going on that journey rather assuming, oh, this person says that's amazing, so I better try that. I often, I use it for all kinds of things now, actually. I don't know. One of the other things that I'm quite into is the Enneagram. Don't know if you ever do much with that. And it suddenly dawned on me one day. So I'm a seven. And so I just want to have a lot of fun. And I do finish things and I am quite strategic, but I do look sometimes to other people like I'm flitting around and doing this, all this stuff. And people are often asking me, how are you doing all these things? And lots of people were recommending me a book called The One Thing. And I realized I was having a very funny reaction to this because I don't like just doing one thing. <laughs> and I am of the opinion that, of course, it is good to read and research things that you don't agree with because it helps you to figure out why you don't agree with it or why you're not on board with it. And that is a whole growth journey in itself. But also, was I missing a trick by not thinking through what are the strengths and characteristics of any of these people who are writing these books that I'm reading? And actually, do I sometimes need to make sure that they are a person who is more similar to me because I'm going to feel more aligned and more willing to do what they're suggesting <laughs> rather than recoiling from like the one thing. Um, so it's just Especially when you're just you're recoiling just from the title. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. It's just an interesting lens to kind of have on there, just kind of checking with yourself, okay, is that something I need to lean into or I'm actually fine to disregard that because I need something that's more true to me. Now, I understand you have a freebie for the audience to help them discover their strengths. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I've created a PDF that's called five ways to discover your strengths and thrive at home and work. And it's just some tips, some of the things that I've mentioned here, but a bit more in depth, just to start helping you notice what might my strengths be and for those people around me. So yeah, there's a link to that. And then also I often open up slots in my diary if people want to have a free consultation with me as well. So there's a few of those available. And what's nice, too, is that once you start creating that awareness, you just open up that little bag of worms or whatever you want to call it. Next thing you know, that awareness becomes so aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Isn't it? It's a bit of a double edged sword, I think, as well. I do say to some people that I see the one downside of being more emotionally intelligent and more self-aware is that it is exhausting. Because you notice so much stuff and suddenly you need to work on so much stuff. <laughs> but it is well worth it. it is, you need to go there because it is totally worth it. Absolutely. So we're going to be wrapping this up. So what are your final words of wisdom to the audience today? Mm. So I think what I always want to leave people with is just to stay curious and notice where your energy is. Because actually you can work from a place of rest if you're able to realize kind of am I doing what I'm naturally built to do it actually helps you to get more rest as well as being more effective I love that because I mean I know I've done jobs and have had positions and careers where I love the work and you are in flow and next thing you know the day is gone and then there's other days you're sitting there watching every second on the clock and you're going oh you know, you're, you're there for eight hours and it's seven hours and 58 seconds left to go. 
And it makes such a difference in our lives. It really does. And our lives are so short. We need to, you know, create that awareness and step back and taking care of ourselves. Well, thank thank you so much, Catherine. Great information. And uh, yeah, leaving you the gentle reminder to slow down and enjoy life. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace and I'll see you in the next episode.